right, KISS Army. Welcome to the KISS FAQ Podcast. Thank you for giving us your time today and letting us into your head. I hope we don't do any damage. We hope that you enjoy. 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 Welcome to episode 319 of the KISS FAQ Podcast. I'm your host, Julian Gill, admin on the KISS FAQ message board. Today, I'm taking the day off and not going to do the show, so I'm going to leave it all to Lonnie and Ken, but I'm here anyway. But uh, <laughs> I'm like one of those micromanaging boss bastards. There we go. All right, Lonnie, do the show. I can do the show. Welcome to episode 319 of the KISS FAQ podcast. I am your host today. Sorry. And joining me today is Julian, as he explained, on his day off. Hey, it's good to be back. Nice to see you guys. Thanks for inviting me. <laughs> and Ken, 69th Blizzard. How you guys doing today? Good. 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 Um, so first off, as always, have you guys bought any KISS-related items or any KISS-related items coming in the mail to you guys this week? I'm thinking. <laughs> oh, you My know what? Platinum I came did. last week. Oh, okay, good. I did. Okay, yeah. Speaking of double platinum, there was a one day there where there was sixty or whatever available. I got one. I got one of those. Did you really? Yeah, I got one more. So nice job. Nice. That's one. That's the that's a sealed copy. The other one's already open. So there you go. I'm a hoarder. Anyway. Well, obviously, I did the video yesterday for the uh, Trouble Walking double 45 LP uh, egg. I'm going to call it the egg-colored vinyl. Yeah, it looks like egg. Yeah. It's really, it looks fantastic. I know Tom Shannon posted a photo of his and says the photo doesn't do it justice. I totally agree. You could not get that thing to look good on a video capture. It looks absolutely spectacular in person. So check out the video if you want to see me ripping open mine, uh, which uh, just came in a couple days early. But there you go. If you were on the fence about getting it, 2,400 copies, and it's not worldwide. I have been corrected. It's only U.S., so okay. apologies to people in Australia and Europe and elsewhere. Um, you're probably going to have to find a friend in the U.S. Um, I did get a couple of other things this week. This arrived yesterday, uh, and it ties in with last week. Did the interview of Robert oh, Duncan, yeah. <laughs> and I'd forgotten that this version came out. And I'd always wondered what it was because I'd never bothered actually uh following it up i thought it was just an alternative cover so i did not know that that artwork on there was of him mm-hmm. uh in a painting that he had on his wall and that he had replaced the licensed photos obviously so he wouldn't have to pay licensing when he redid this issue so it's a little bit changed up it is still available on amazon 16.99 um i know a couple of people mentioned that they were getting quoted stupid prices um but it certainly is not expensive neither is the original 1978 one i think i bought mine for three bucks and i've got the the Mm -hmm. the english savoy kiss of death one as well one other book arrived this week that i have not had a chance to read yet mike brun has done a review an interview with carrie stevens about her new book oh okay Uh, Mm, yeah yeah yeah. of course carrie was uh, eric Har's girlfriend Right. Um, towards the end of his life, she's heavily featured in the Eric Carr book that was written by uh, Greg Prado. Um, so mm-hmm. I'm going to be reading this. Um, 
Yeah, let us know how. how yeah, that I, is. I, I have to leave. Yeah, it. I was curious about that one. Leave it front cover down in the house. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like, what are you reading? Um, hey, I'm, why did you get that? Yeah. <laughs> On the um, the Ace Frehley, the 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 disc and the the vi- colored vinyl. Uh, what it made me think of is like, oh, you know what? That's that should be the album pressing for uh, Paul McCartney, "Back to the Egg." You know, back to the egg album that he had. Mm-hmm. I thought that would have that'd be kind of a perfect thing for that. But anyway. Yeah, they could, if they did it with pure white vinyl and yeah, they'd have to do white with English yellow yolk, which is nearly orange, of course, right. because we actually feed our chickens non-genetically modified stuff. So whoa, whoa, whoa! <laughs> and now an ad for Monsanto. Lonnie, get back to hosting. I'll shut up. Anyway. <laughs> So today's conversation is going to be about, we're going to focus at least on the KISS farewell tour, the the first farewell tour, the old farewell tour from back in 2000. So February 14th, 2000, KISS announces that they are going to embark on their farewell tour. And the tour opened less than a month later in Phoenix, Arizona. Um, so my first question, you know, Kiss had really kind of backed themselves into a corner at that point where they didn't have much more of a card to play that they did the farewell tour. And we can talk contracts, five-year contracts, Ace and Peter, yada, yada. But, you know, they, they did the Psycho Circus tour. It kind of fell short in the U.S. where they really didn't even complete the tour where it didn't do, they didn't do any shows out West in 98 or 99. You know, they just went to Europe in 99 and then Paul went and did Fam of the Opera, and then they came back with the Farewell Tour. Were you guys surprised? we, we got to think back 20 years here. But were you guys surprised when they announced the Farewell Tour that that's what they were going to do? Or what, what were your thoughts? What were your thoughts when they announced that? Well, I'll go. Uh, I, I remember them announcing it, and I, I took it for you – know, I took their word for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they fooled me, of course. Um, but uh, I took the word for it, and I thought that was going to be the end of it. Um, so I knew I had to see them at least once or more times uh, on this tour. Um, you know, it's, I don't know, my feelings about it now are a lot different because I'm glad that wasn't their, f- I mean, I got to see them more after that, uh, of course, up till through this year and uh i think it if that would have been my last show i i think it would have been kind of a sour note for me because they didn't seem you know i don't know what you know in, into it uh when i saw them you know it wasn't it wasn't one of their better shows where the the more recent shows are a lot better it seemed a lot better this last couple of years so uh yeah i took their word for it uh you know, but you know, things change, I guess. Which show did you go to? Or did you go to Concord? I did. Okay, I went to I went to uh, Oakland, which was in March, and uh, which it seems like they've done Oakland a lot. Um, and and then I did go to the Concord one, which was like four four months later in the same era. Though, so less sales, and I was looking at your book, Julian, because I knew we were going to talk about this, but the, the it says only 37 or something like that percent 
attendance there. Mm-hmm. So I, I feel it was more than that because I was there and actually I was far back in the seats. I was pretty far. I went to it with a friend. And I let I let him get the tickets, but we were we were as far back as you can almost go, to a degree in the uh, seating portion of the Concord Pavilion. Uh, of course, there's grass, you know, beyond that. But uh, I, I think it, it was more. I mean, it's maybe more around fifty percent or more. I, I would say. I think that's a low number. I don't know how, where you get your numbers, Julian. <laughs> From industry trade publications. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Where do you get your numbers? And I don't know if it's correct. Maybe it's correct. Maybe I. I, I get. I get my numbers from Jason and Troy. There we go. Jason's right. There you go. Or, or was this one Kurt? And well, I saw two, two shows. Yeah, I did see the two shows. So I went to Oakland, um, and I don't remember much about it. Uh, I bought it hook, line, and sinker because it felt yeah. like the end after Psycho Circus. <laughs> you know, that was our first, for me anyway. Um, no, it wasn't my first tour really following it online because that was a live worldwide was first tour following it online from updates and everything. Um, but Psycho Circus had bitten the big one, without a doubt. It was just like an overwhelming sense of failure after mm. the highs and excitement and there was no way it was going to be duplicated and then you hear the five-year thing i don't know how much of that is revisionist or how much i recall at the time but it certainly felt like the band was done and it was mm. the right time for it and alive four was finally being announced i think out of the farewell announcement uh, i was really thrilled that we were finally going to get alive four having mm-hmm. felt that we yeah. should have had that previously already anyway so uh, um I bought it. I bought the their original line was it was farewell for the band. It wasn't a farewell to certain members. Right. Um, and they, they pushed 100%. it. They pushed it nearly as hard as Motley Crue did with their the end mm-hmm. that were this is the end of Kiss as a touring entity. Blah, blah, blah. So I went to Oakland. Um, all I really remember from that was that a guy died at the show uh, falling from a car horse. Yeah. I found that uh, afterwards, yeah. Yeah, uh, when, you know, when I found the review, I think in the paper, uh, back when I had papers, and then I went to, um, I think Mountain View was first, and then up to um, Marysville or whatever Sacramento Valley, uh, which was hell on earth. It was hotter than hell, appropriately, <laughs> but. That was my first ever. I, I can't remember which one it was either because I don't have my tickets anymore. Um, but one of them was my first front row experience at a Kiss concert. So if I was saying goodbye to the band or they were saying goodbye to me, I was front row. I think it was Ace's side. I, I, again, it's very kind of blurry. Um, <laughs> but uh, I just I, I do remember the heat of the pyro for the first time and actually feeling that up. Mm-hmm. up up front and then we were going to go to concord and i wimped out i'm like i'm tired i haven't seen my girlfriend in a couple of days um i'm skipping so you know i skipped that third one i mean i'd already seen three on the tour i'm like oh they'll probably do another leg and come back around and they never did so i bought it i enjoyed it yeah so i i bought it 100 percent um, just like you guys did. And for me, it was really when they, when they announced it, I remember 
I remember when they announced it and it was I was I was excited for one because the band was going to tour and I didn't get the Sea Cycle Circus tour. So I missed out on that. So I hadn't seen them since April of 97. So the fact just the fact that they were touring, I was excited, you know, was at the end. OK, I wasn't surprised by it, by like what Julian just said, by the the failure of Cycle Circus that, you know, well, we, we, we did this this album with with the four with with the four of us. And, you know, we, we did not have success doing it. And they had kind of backed themselves into a corner. Like, well, what 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 do we do next at this point? You know, we did the reunion. We did the, the new album together with the four original members. Well, what do we do? What, what do we do now? So it was really the only card they really had had to play at the time. So I that being said, I, I bought into it. I'm like, yeah. And I remember reading an article actually by Chris Jericho at the time talking about how Maybe, maybe it wasn't Chris Jericho. He was still wrestling at that point. But I remember reading an article by someone at that point, at that time, saying the same thing, that, that Kiss really did this to themselves, that they really had no other card to play at this point. You know, they, they've, did, they've done this themselves. And I believe, I totally believe the whole farewell tour hype. Um, and when, like, that first leg was announced, there were no shows um, in St. Louis or, or, like, really close to me at all. And I um, was on Kiss Online one day and I was looking at T-shirts for the farewell tour. And on the back of them, it had more dates. This is this is so screwed up. That's how I figured this out. But on the T-shirts, I was looking at the back of T-shirts and it had tour dates on the back of T-shirts. But the dates weren't announced yet. And I saw a show and I saw a date on the back that said Peoria, Illinois. And it was three hours from me. And I'm like. I'm going to that. And I got a buddy that lives in Peoria. I remember calling him because you weren't, you, it was 2000. You didn't text him at that point. So I had to, you know, actually have a conversation with someone. <laughs> and, and I said, Hey, they're coming to Peoria. And he's like, really? I'm like, he's like, when? I go, I don't know. But they're coming. It's on the back of this t-shirt. <laughs> so about a week or so later, tickets, what they announced it, tickets went on sale for that, went up there. And like four of us went to the show. And we each painted up as a member. It's the only time I've ever done that. Like, where, you know, you go with, with three friends and each of you go as a member of the band. Mm-hmm. And it was fun, you know. Um, and at that point, they hadn't announced more. There, I mean, there were still more dates to be announced at that point. And they hadn't announced a St. Louis date. So, you know, I kind of thought, well, maybe maybe this is it when it's seeing them. I don't I don't know how long this tour is going to go. Um, and then shortly thereafter, they announced a St. Louis date. And I, you know, bought tickets for that as well. And. Talking about hotter than hell, that show in St. Louis, and we've we've probably heard stories. I mean, obviously, you've heard stories about that show in St. Louis because Ace took the top of his costume off. It was so hot for the encore, oh, yeah. so it it was just brutally hot. And yesterday was the 20th anniversary of that show, so I tortured my wife by making her listen to to the audio of that show. And in between every song, Paul was like. Boy, it's hot out here. <laughs> In between every song, he's going, it's hot, but it's not going to stop us. But, you know, I totally bought into the to to the hype of it, of it being the end. And there, there's so many aspects of that day that I remember. I went I went and looked at houses that morning and and, and I, you know, I painted my face in my mom and dad's basement because I was still living at home and. You know, my friends came over. We painted their face. We painted one. Somebody else painted their face. We didn't all four goes, but two of us went. And we, uh, you know, it, and, it, and how hot it was. And Gene yelling, "Kansas City, let me hear you!" As they're 
getting as they were going into deuce you know and it's just like seriously <laughs> and you know but but it, but i thought it was yeah so I, I i guess i i remember that that day and that show so vividly because i really deep in my heart really truly believed that this was it i was never going to get to see them again as a touring band and that day just still just stands out to me even like i figured out the other day i've seen them 22 times since that night but i still look at that night you know as as a, as a, as a really unique experience so um so all three so in summary of that all three of us are suckers and we all bought <laughs> yeah. into the farewell hype <laughs> um despite the fact that like my brother had seen ozzy in 1992 on the no more tours tour and no, yeah. you know ozzy was already back touring for several years at that point and I remember my, my dad's telling me like they're not gonna this they're gonna come back in a couple years I'm like no dad this is it this is the end <laughs> so um so we talked about what shows we went to we talked about that we bought into it you know what do you guys think of the shows the shows are very different i think than what we've kind of alluded to it the shows are very different than what we've gotten on the end of the road tour um i think there's still a sense you know you've seen an end of road tour show that the band is still getting like the four of them in the band now really get along and they're really um you know they, they don't they don't hate each other off stage or anything like that so what were your guys' thoughts of the show just the shows themselves I know Julian, you sat in the front row for one of them, which is a unique experience. But but what did you think of just the shows themselves? Did you think they were sloppy? Did you were you blown away when you walked out? What did you think? I thought they were sloppy. I I thought sonically, mm-hmm. after spending the previous five years collecting bootlegs heavily and listening to predominantly Alive Worldwide and 1995 Japan Australia Electric shows. Um, there was a vast difference and I know they weren't the greatest at some of the shows during 96, 97, but it was, it was markedly downhill, but that was offset by how happy I was with the set list changes because obviously Mm -hmm. that's the prior new year's Eve. They had, you know, revamped the set list to bring stuff back in from the non makeup era which I, I thought balanced it out a lot more. So it made it very interesting to see Ace playing on Heavens on Fire. Or, um, what was some of the, what was some of the other songs? Lick it up and I, I love it, it loud. Lick it up and I love it loud. Yeah, thanks. Um, so in, in that kind of perspective, for me as someone who didn't get to see them in the '80s, when mm. I was a, a fan or becoming a fan, to get some of those songs coming back in to the set that I hadn't experienced to date and hadn't, wouldn't have been able to, had I made it to Finsbury, had I made it to any of the 96 shows in England, um, was probably the highest point performance wise. You know, I was just fixated on Ace at that front row show because I mean, he, he literally was just staggering about the stage and you're like, when's he going to fall? When's he, he's going <laughs> to, uh, he's going to go. Um, Peter, I've never had a great ear for a lot of the criticisms that do get leveled at him performance-wise, particularly at this stage. And obviously we all knew by the end of the Live Worldwide tour that he'd been having problems with his uh, his physical health, yeah. uh, his elbows mm-hmm. and, and whatnot. So I didn't notice that. Gene um, was great. 
Paul Stanley, it was Paul Stanley. And I think that's the other standout thing from these shows for me was when I saw them for the first time in 98 at Dodger Stadium, I was so far away. I basically would have been better off waiting for a bootleg or watching, you know, what was it, Mad TV and whatever it was that broadcast the first three songs. Mm-hmm. Was, that, was that Fox or was it Mad? It was I Fox, yeah. So I really didn't get to experience the show at that first show. But for the Farewell Tour, I did get to experience it. And I was absolutely blown away by Paul Stanley's charisma and charm as a frontman and it reinforced everything that I'd liked about him as a performer and as the master of ceremonies, literally of the psycho circus for so many years. So um, performance wise, hit and miss, you know, but again, the event and the occasion is always bigger than really the execution, so to speak. Yep. I, I mean, I agree. Um, it was nice that they they brought it back a couple of songs and you know didn't keep doing that 90 you know 1996 set over and over again um uh that they did um but uh yeah it was nice a little bit different it was kind of a little bit weird in the in a sense that you know ace is doing uh these like lick it up you know him and peter doing these songs that oh, they, come on. and they're they, playing psycho circus too don't forget Wow. Oh, yeah. Well, that's true. That, that's, okay, yeah. You got me there. That's right. Yeah, that they didn't play on the album that they supposedly played on. But anyway, yeah, um, it it was kind of, that was kind of strange to me, in a, in a, just in a sense. Um, but, you know, Ace just looked out of it. He was just completely gone. Um, I think he was still having, you know, he has his demons going on. Yeah, and, I remember uh, how he'd shot himself in Texas. So, you that's know, right. He, yeah, yeah. He'd he done the Uzi thing. Alive. Um, he used one of Peter's cat lives, I think. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, it it was good, and I, I enjoyed seeing that. I thought, okay, it's the last time. Uh, but it was kind of like you know, I almost thought that you know, well, maybe '96 should have been my last show. I mean, I, I waited, kind of like Lonnie from the. 1996 for me, August of 96 and, until that 2000. Oh, really? Yeah. I hadn't seen them since they didn't come here, you know, around here. Uh, I for didn't Psycho go Circus. down to LA like uh, Julian did for Psycho Circus. Um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I thought they were going to tour up here. Uh, they were supposed to do a Lost Cities tour up here, which also got canceled. That was going to be at the Cow Palace which I thought was going to be great. I was like, oh, I get to go back to the cup house again. In 97? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 97. May was uh, supposed to be Cow Palace. I think Reno, uh, Yakima, uh, Saskatoon. So, And they, they shit can the, the last few dates of that tour, either from sales or Bay Area. I would have said sales would have been a pretty uh, allegedly to send the set out to Europe. Yeah, so who knows what, you know, what the story was there on that. But that kind of bummed me off. So, yeah, I had to wait until 2000. So uh, I was excited for it, but it was kind of let, let down. The one in Oakland was better than the one in uh, four, you know, four months later in Concord was not as good as the one uh, from Oakland. They were already really just kind of already I was seeing the, the wear and tear on the band. And mm-hmm. though, like Julian said, you know, Paul – 
does his thing. He's always, you know, consistent there. Him and Gene are the consistent one. It's just Ace was not all there, and it's a little more sloppy. Uh, well, something else I, I, I guess I should have mentioned was his father passed away right before the tour as well, so he'd had to leave rehearsals um, to go back for his father's funeral. He doesn't, yeah, he says he never rehearses anyway. <laughs> he doesn't well. need to practice, or he doesn't practice, right? Um, but yeah, that, I mean, that could be a factor there. So it was good. Like I said before, I, I wish it was, you know, like that shows, those shows were like the shows that I've seen in the last couple of years. So, so I, I agree. Like I saw, I saw them twice and I, you know, I wish I would have saw them more times on, on that tour than what I did. Cause they played some other shows, um, pretty decent, you know, not, not too bad a drive from me. Like they played Carbondale and that, which one of it was only about three hours away from me too. And like, I look, I look at those tour dates. And I'm like, man, why didn't I go to more of these just to see the original band with Ace and Peter one or two more times? Even though, like, you know, we we're saying the shows were sloppy, whatever. You know, why didn't I go see, you know, some more of those shows? And you know, even if I just sit in the back or whatever, mm-hmm. just to go see a few more shows. I was 21 years old. I didn't have a lot of cash to sit up front and all kinds of stuff. But just, just to go to more shows, I always think to myself, why didn't I go to more? But um, I agree with you that I saw him twice and I saw him like in May, um, fairly early on, on, on the tour, um, and I, in Peoria and, and I was blown and it was so great, you know, 20, 20 21 years old, you know, everything's great with cash. You know what I mean? You're a total fanboy at that age, you know, everything, everything's wonderful. And they, you know, it was really cool because we were surprised that they let us take cameras into the show. And I remember taking pictures at the show and showing them to my buddy, um, a couple of days later. He's asking me, how was Kiss? And I'll show him the pictures. And he's like, this guy's not a Kiss fan at all. Um, <laughs> he's not at all. He still gives me trouble this day about it. And he, he goes, but he look, when he's looking at the pictures, he's like, my God, look at the size of that stage. I mean, you, you, there was no denying um, the, 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 how massive that stage was and how, how just cool that, that stage really was. And he was, he was taken back by that. But the show in, in Peoria in May was, was better than the show in St. Louis I saw at the end of August. Maybe you think about at the end of August, they only had maybe what, five or six weeks, maybe six weeks left until the last show um, in Charleston. So I think, you know, they, the band wasn't, you know, I think personalities were really starting to clash by then. And, you know, they really weren't getting along and, you know, it's kind of showing on stage. Um, But I didn't notice at the time though, because again, I was super fanboy (laughs) the end of August and I thought it worked out, you know, I thought the show was great. And I remember talking to someone, um that i ran into that went to the show like several weeks after that and he's like yeah they were better when i saw them in, when they came in 96 97 than they were you know a few weeks ago or, you know and i'm like what are you talking about you know and then i get a bootleg of the show uh, maybe several months later and i'm like yeah they really weren't that good that night is what i th- thought they were in my mind so um so the, the tour wraps up in the U.S. leg of the tour wraps up, you know, like we mentioned in Charleston, the first week of October, and then they go to Japan and Australia. Well, Japan and Australia are supposed to be earlier, but they got delayed, and now, you know, you hindsight, you figure out why they got delayed. So they end up going to Japan and Australia w- with Eric and the cat makeup. Mm-hmm. So what were your thoughts when they announced that on Kiss Online? and showed that picture of Eric in the cat makeup. What were your, did you think it was sacrilegious that Eric's putting on the cat makeup? Did, would you, did you think that, Oh, you know what? I get it. Or 
what, what were your thoughts on that, Ken? We, for, when you, I mean, I know we're all cool with it now, but what were your thoughts on it in January 2001? Yeah, I mean, I thought, you know, um, <laughs> I, I, I didn't really like it. I wasn't like crazy like, oh, they, there's no way they can do that. I'm never going to, you know, listen to their music again or go see them again because of that. Um, no, nothing like that. I, I was, like, disappointed to the fact that I said, like, well, you know, that's really Peter's own design and his own makeup. I, I just thought, well, why, why do that? Why not create another makeup character like they did with Eric Carr and, and Vinnie Vincent? You know, why not? It, you know, that worked fine back in the day uh it worked fine for me when it happened back then um so i i figured what well, you know just you know, come up with some new makeup so it's kind of a in a way is i felt kind of sacrilegious or whatever about it um but I, I i thought okay well they they have the reasons or they don't have the time to or they couldn't come up with a character or whatever um, I didn't think about the, I didn't really think hard about the marketing part of it, uh, the history part of the four original, four iconic type makeup, where a lot of people don't even know who the hell is behind the makeup still <laughs> to this day. Um, so I started, you know, I didn't think about that, but now, you know, yeah, it makes sense nowadays. But I wasn't, you know, going to just say stop and go ballistic like a lot of people did back then um including what you know eddie trunk and so on yeah so um i i wish i could say i was absolutely furious with eric and make all <laughs> sorts of personal attacks on him i didn't like for a better show yeah well <laughs> sorry even back then i mean i knew it was business mm -hmm. business 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 that they had made the call that they were going to continue. I did not like it. I thought it was disrespectful to Peter by Gene and Paul, not by Eric, because he's doing a job. And yeah, you know, I, I yeah. always, I always felt that about him. That sure. I was more upset with Gene and Paul. Not really upset to the point of being furious with them, um, yeah. because again, it's business. But I was disappointed that it, it had come to that. Because when you think about it, there weren't a whole lot of realistic solutions. Coming, I, I totally agree with the point of view of coming up with a new makeup design would have been asinine during a farewell when, you know, up mm. to that point, yeah. they maybe had been considering True. calling it a, mm -hmm. a day completely. Why would you do that for such a short-term thing? You might as well just paint him up with a white mime face and send him on out and <laughs> just has him, have him as painted, you know. Bozo the Clown. Yeah, right. whatever. <laughs> you know, rather than coming up with the dog or monkey boy or, you know, yeah. whatever, or using Eric Carr's mm -hmm. makeup or a ba Paul's bandit, mm -hmm. none of it makes any sense. So mm -hmm. they did what they had to do from a business point of view. They asked Eric, and you know, when I saw the photo, we'd heard about it first. We, I saw the photo. I'm like, oh, mm -hmm. it looks pretty decent. Fine, carry on. But I felt bad. I, I, I felt like a mm -hmm. line had been crossed in terms of something that was special. Uh, I don't want to use sacrosanct because there is nothing sacrosanct in business. Money freaking puts every moral and ethic to the test. So 
it wasn't even a matter of them failing any test. They did what they had to. I didn't like it, but Eric looked good, and it sure gave the band a kick in the ass sonically uh, as soon as they did get oh, yeah. out to mm-hmm. Japan and Australia to the point where we're all kind of, well, hope they continue, you know, after that. Right. You know, I, I want to see what this lineup can do. So if, if anything, from that point, it was the worst tease possible because you put Eric in the band with Ace – and it would have been a really fascinating lineup to see. Um, but I was distracted by other things. I was pissed that they hadn't put out the the Last Kiss pay-per-view as a standalone oh, yeah. release back then. We had to wait until Kissology to get that officially released. Yeah. So there weren't any great pro shots um, that I recall from this tour. And a lot of the audio wasn't that great. I think uh, Rutherford was the only one to come out because it had been broadcast on radio. Yeah. Uh, uh, that was particularly exceptional. So Eric, Eric gets a pass because he'd been in kiss before and he Mm -hmm. at least had that going for him, which obviously was not the same thing later on, but to say I was happy with it. No, I was not happy with it. And I coined the phrase carbon kitty. Um, and I, and I still do. And I don't mean that in any disrespectful way towards Eric. But, uh, real quick, when you say it's business and, uh, I understand that, but I think it's also it was partly business and I it was partly a a dig at oh for sure at at Peter for sure. You don't say. Well, yeah. Really. You it's unfortunate that he sold his makeup, his rights to his own makeup. So that's part of the problem there. Yeah, and yeah. That, I, that, that's the business. Sorry, Lonnie. That's the business part. He sold his makeup, so he had no control over it. But was it a dig towards him? Oh, you better believe it was, and you know exactly where who was holding the shovel. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Um, I think you guys might. I think you guys used the perfect word to describe exactly how I felt as well, and that was disappointed. Um, I was really disappointed that the four of them, because at the time, I still believed that this was it, and like. Like Julian said, you know, we're only doing a handful of shows in Japan and Australia. Do we really need to think of a, a makeup design for for Eric for these shows? With you know, it might be just be a a footnote in our career at this point that this is you know what happened at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was disappointed. I was disappointed for many reasons. I was disappointed that the four of them were not going to finish it together. Was the biggest thing that disappointed mm-hmm. me because I was. You know, there were still rumors and there was still talk about, you know, maybe a, a big show at Shea Stadium to, to end it all. They never really did like a last show on the farewell tour. And even after the last show of the U.S. leg, you know, they're still talking, well, they're going to do these Japan and Australia shows. And they're going to come back and do one big final show, in, you know, in New York or Detroit or something. Mm-hmm. No one's really known yet at that point. But disappointed. I was disappointed that the band was not going to finish it together. Um, and I was disappointed that they put Eric in the cat makeup and I was, you know, I, I, I didn't know what to think of it at first, but you know, like Julian said, Eric got a free, Eric got more of a free pass because he had been in the band before. We all knew who, we all knew who Eric was and we all liked Eric. Everybody liked Eric. Everybody loved his drumming on revenge. They loved, we all loved what he did on that tour. We loved what he did on MTV unplugged. You know, everybody liked Eric. No one had any ill will toward Eric. And no yeah. one was happy with how he and Bruce had departed the band in 96. Correct. That's correct, yeah. So people people thought, well, good good for Eric. You know, he gets to come back in. And, and if yeah. if it's not going to be Peter, well, Eric's the perfect choice for it to be. 
-hmm. you know, if it's going to be anyone, it has to be Eric. So I think I think Kiss fans, you know, just kind of were we real happy that he's in the cat makeup? No. But if you're going to put a different drummer in there, well, he's the only logical choice out there. So, no, I mean, so, yeah, disappointed is is the is the perfect term. (laughs) So those shows are interesting and they're, and they're and they're really good shows to to watch and they're great shows to listen to as well because like Julian said they it did you know kick the band in the ass with Eric coming back in um you know and we got some medleys we got I was made for loving you we got to hear talk to me which is one of Julian's favorites I actually and, enjoyed it I enjoyed it on that tour <laughs> because it was something very it was different. different no it was, it was out of, it was totally out of left field yeah. so mm-hmm. there you had it with you know, Eric on drums and Ace kind of rejuvenated briefly. And it was, again, something else shaking up the set list. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it was a bonus. And we got another soundboard. I can't remember which show. Was it Osaka? I think uh, from, t- well, one of the... I, think Jap- a, I have Osaka. It must be Osaka. Yeah, it, it's one of the, the Japanese shows there's a soundboard mm-hmm. from. So I was really happy about that when that came out. Mm-hmm. So they they do these shows and then... Things just kind of, I don't know, just kind of fizzle out. You know, we never, we never got, you know, there, there was talk that they were going to do a European leg and that never happened, obviously. And, you know, things just kind of fizzled out, you know, and then they do an appearance on um, that 70 show with Tommy Thayer. Well, they did the, they did the, the Olympics with Ace and Eric. I remember, yeah. I remember, I remember watching that, and yeah. that was a, almost a year later, because that's like February of 2002. Yeah. Um, and then, and that, and that's Ace's last appearance. And then they do the that 70s show thing with Tommy and makeup, and I was like, who the hell is that guy? As I think most Kiss fans did. And then in fall of 2002, they announced that they're going to do the symphony. And they go down there to announce it, Gene and Paul and Peter out of left field. Mm-hmm. So as we said at the top of the show that we all bought into the reunion hype, that this was it. How did you and how did you feel when all of a sudden they're going to do this symphony show? And while they're saying they're going to do the symphony show, there are rumblings of I remember hearing something about an Aerosmith tour, even as as far back as as that as well. So, what were your guys' thoughts that they were that they were in the works of coming back at that point after buying into the farewell tour hype, Julian? I was pissed off in 2002 um, when they did Lane Bryant. That was kind of the oh first. yeah, there's that. I missed that. Uh, I'm like, for God's sakes. What are we doing? It's just it became a complete corporate sellout that year, you know, because the Olympic closing ceremony I thought was highly inappropriate. Yeah, it was Americana, but it just didn't come across good to me. You know, I was thrilled to see them on TV in front of a large audience with uh, Katrina Witt and Chrissy Yamaguchi skating around and doing that. And I thought they did a great job and it was a fun performance, but it just felt wrong with a a lot of the criticism coming from the Olympic committee as well. Why are you putting them on? They, They didn't seem to be the right band for that sort of thing. But you know, that that's a 50, 50 kind of discussion. And then in March, they did that Jamaica show. And that annoyed me even more because they're basically playing a private show that we still don't know the set list for. 
We know, we know nothing. No, we know well. We I know who the person is, but we don't right. know anything about it. But that was also where Ace left. Ace was gone. Um, by that point, I believe, yeah, because Ooh. then they did America Bandstand, and that's when mm-hmm. Tommy and Ace, I think, just sent in a comment that was like he didn't even remember who Dick Clark was. So, um, very, very strange kind of year. The symphony I did not like. I still don't like, but I think that's more a result of the video still giving me headaches whenever I watch it. I didn't think it was a fresh or original idea. I didn't really see or hear in my head how Kiss songs would even work with the symphony. It felt like they were copying Deep Purple. It felt like they were copying Metallica. They were so out of ideas that they were just clutching at straws rather than going in and, you know, just trying to record something. And who knows, maybe they did. It just smacked of desperation. Um, and then I saw the set list and heard the recordings. The audience recording came out of it. And I just thought this is complete garbage. Um, I was not happy with it. I was happy in Great Expectations, you know, and some of the the nice little things and Peter with a live symphony I thought was fantastic, but no ace. It I, I, again, it, it was kind of doom and gloom for me at that time because it wasn't a very happy period considering what the band was doing. Oh, we've we've decided to stay the car wash guy. Yeah, so now we're bashing on Ace and Peter, um, you know, as being, we we were saying farewell to them. And that was just kind of an inglorious end to the reunion that had been turned around from being, well, it was only supposed to be a five-year celebration. We celebrated as much as we wanted to with those guys. We all have things that we want to move on. Uh, We're happier without each other, but we enjoyed our time together. There was no nobility in how it ended. It just, you know, Peter started with a teardrop in his departure and Ace just kind of uh, sparked out. Yeah. I just just know it went real quiet uh, (laughs) in the KISS world for a while. Um, Yeah, I saw the Olympics and all that stuff. And and then about the time it got to the um the symphony thing in australia i was like oh okay that's interesting but then all of a sudden it's you know tommy thayer i was like wait i know tommy thayer <laughs> it's like wait i was like hold it i saw you know black and blue and i thought wait i saw him when he you know it's cold gin when he was in the cold gin mm-hmm. i said okay well to me then i thought oh it makes sense um to a degree uh, that they're using him and I was like well what happened to Ace though I guess you know he just quit again um, so I was okay with it that, yeah like Julian said the the, stri- the symphony was kind of the video is really hard to watch yeah it's just too too fast too fast um, I do I did like the the set in the middle where they did the like acoustic kind of stuff like you said uh, that was a nice you know, switch up there. Um, otherwise, yeah, it was okay. The sound was good, pretty good uh, to a degree, I guess. Not the best, um, but I have it. I don't pull it out and was like watch it a lot or anything like that. No, it really sits there. I mean, I, I really have to be bored to pull that out and and, <laughs> and watch that one. Um, now after that, um, I, I know you mentioned a little bit about you know the Aerosmith thing. Um, I, I did not 
when they went and did the Aerosmith tour and I I heard that they were and I had seen Aerosmith before by the way um, so I already seen them of course I seen Kiss and then I thought oh they're gonna open you know this is kind of a co-headliner but they're really opening uh, and, and I just kind of couldn't I was like I'm not gonna go see that and even though it was not that far it was down in uh, Shoreline uh, Mount, Mountain View it's a place called it's not a whole heck of, you know that far for me to to go um i just i just thought you know i'm not going i'm not going uh and maybe it's partly because it's it, it was uh i thought i had seen the last show maybe and then i was like well, well and they're coming back and then they're kind of opening for aerosmith i was like they shouldn't be opening for anybody <laughs> I, just, I was just in that mindset so i i didn't go to that uh but until you know, I didn't see them again until 2004. Yeah, um, I think I think the word disappointed comes in comes into play again when we talk about this kind of limbo limbo area after the farewell tour. Um, they they announced that Peter was going to do the the symphony show with them after we had all just bought into the whole this is the end. I'm not going to see him anymore, just as Ken said and. Now we're going to come back and we're going to do something that Metallica did a few years ago. Okay. And and, and I remember reading an inter- interview saying that, well, we're going to do everything we can to make sure Ace Frehley is, is, is here when we do this show. Um, and I, I, I remember reading that in multiple places, you know, that I we're going to make sure Ace Frehley's there. And I thought, oh, okay, well, well, they'll get Ace back. And I was holding out hope that, you know, that Ace was going to um, show up with his guitar at the last minute. And obviously that didn't happen. Um, so disappointed was 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 there again, and but at the same time I was excited because I was excited I was gonna get to see him again because I thought I'd seen him for the last time, and I was I was just excited that I was gonna get, that my favorite band was 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 coming back. So you know I think I think there was a lot of Kiss fans um, on both sides. Like I think there was a lot of fans like like Ken who said you know what I'm not gonna go. I it was only a couple of years ago that I bought into this whole farewell tour hype, you know, and, and then here we are back. And I love how people have tried to play revisionist history with this and say, oh, no, it was farewell to Ace and Peter. It was farewell to Ace and Peter. You know, my farewell tour jacket and my farewell tour book and my farewell T-shirts say the Kiss Farewell Tour. It does not say farewell Ace and Peter mm-hmm. on it. And I, whenever I see a thread online... I always comment with that because, or see it thrown on the FAQ. I always comment with that because it is such revisionist history. Um, don't get me wrong. I love Gene Paul as much as any Kiss fan does, but just to, to buy into that is just total bullshit that we're going to buy into what, what Gene and Paul spoon feed us about the farewell to Ace and Peter nonsense. So yeah. I was excited. They came back. Other Kiss fans weren't. So I think this is a great, you know, little diverse discussion here where we all had different opinions of, of how we felt in 2002, 2003, when, when things were starting to, to get rolling again. Hater. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the, the whole thing with Tommy didn't bother me because I really didn't have any connection mm-hmm. with him or know who he was other than, you know, his name had been in product. So that line had been crossed for me by the time 
that Tommy put on the makeup in 2002. So I didn't care. I, I will say about the symphony, I was happy that Kiss was doing something. Mm-hmm. Even though I really poo-pooed it, you know, when I was talking about it, I was happy that they were going to Australia. I was happy that they were performing. I may not have been mm-hmm. impressed with the idea, but I liked the idea of them continuing. When the Aerosmith tour was announced, it was like getting stabbed in both ears at the same time. I'm like, I don't want them touring with Aerosmith. I love Aerosmith. I love Kiss. The two are completely separate entities, and I don't want them together. Mm. I wasn't I wasn't happy with the, you know, yeah. the shortened set list uh, the, right. for both of them, mm-hmm. or Aerosmith coming after um, Kiss. I went to two shows, and I, I've talked about how much I loved it. You know, I actually enjoyed the performances. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed Peter Chris. I was thrilled he was back in the band. I actually felt bad for Eric Singer that he was back out of the band. and right. But I was happy that Peter was back. So mm-hmm. um, it, it became a very kind of conflicted time. And it was brutal in some places online around 2002, 2003. It wasn't a very happy online experience for many fans. Um, and I, I don't even remember kind of the timing of everything with the FAQ and the uh, the closure of Kiss Online's message board because I know we had a small message board on the FAQ way back then and it's still actually online. And it was really, really fun. It wasn't what happened on Kiss Online and later to the FAQ and later to you know RMAK uh, in the news groups becoming just full bro- brutal factions <laughs> and deathmatch trolling. So... <laughs> On that side of things, I enjoy 2003 tremendously, and there are some very, very good shows that were archived. Jones Beach, I think, is probably mm-hmm. one of the standout ones where uh, you get both Aerosmith and Kiss's set for it. But, you know, nutshell, Happy Peter was back, and he was really happy mm-hmm. and really nice, really kind. And I got to see him two more times. There you go. <laughs> so... Here we are now. It's 20 years later, and we're we're doing like, the farewell end of the road tour, whatever you want to call it. Again. Farewell, farewell tour, farewell tour too. So, you know, I I I, I pose on on our little um, discussion online that well, should we talk? Should we talk? It, is the end of the road tour going to be really it? Um, <laughs> let, let's hope. Well, let's hope the band. Let's hope. That Kiss is able to do more shows and close out the end of the road tour in a proper fashion, and that history doesn't repeat itself. And the fact that the last time the original four played together was this show in Charleston, and no one really believed at the time it was going to be the last time the original four would ever play together. Let's hope that Lubbock, Texas isn't the last time Kiss ever plays, and that history doesn't repeat itself. So... What do you guys think? Do you guys think they're going to try to finish this thing out somehow, some way, someday? Where do you think we stand? Uh, I, I, <laughs> yeah, I, I think, um, I think they will finish it out. I think we'll have, hopefully, you know, we're praying for a, you know, a vaccine and, and so, and everything opens back up and, and so on. And I think it will, um, whether, will it be next year that, they're not going to finish up next year. No, I think it's going to be the year after. I think it'll be 2022. 
that they may finish, uh, do the final or the final shows or final set of shows and wherever that may be. And then maybe that one final show, maybe they'll do it again, like July, they were going to do July of 21, maybe they'll do July of 22 or whatever. It doesn't really matter the date, I guess. Uh, but I think they will. I think they want to finish it out and end, uh, end it right, not let this virus or plague, whatever you want to call it, uh, end them. <laughs> they they want to go out in their own terms, uh, I, I think. So I think it'll happen. And then in 20 years down the road, we'll have another farewell. <laughs> no, farewell I, too late. I mean, it's just like 90, 90 Gene 91 on stage. Uh, I, I think it happen. So, Julian. You touched on it, Ken. Gene just turned 71 yes. a couple days ago. Um, I think they're done. And I, I just don't see the industry, the economics, the people. You need people with disposable income to really tour. And when you think about how much tickets were um, in general, there's a lot of people out of work. There's a lot of people burning savings, nest eggs. There is a lot more pain to come from this whole plague. And that doesn't even touch on the political side of the pain and how to deal with it. It's just a massive, massive problem, not just for the United States, but the knock-on effect that has everywhere else. Do I think that Lubbock was their last ever show? No, but I think they are not going to put themselves at risk being in that age group that is at the most risk of getting sick. I think also when you think back to the podcast that Eric Singer did, and he mentioned me, obviously, in um, Oakland, that someone who had COVID, not at the time, but was backstage, and there was just no way uh, that the band could protect themselves from that sort of thing. And it's going to continue to be that case. We're hearing rumors and unsubstantiated things about people becoming reinfected with different strains and whatnot. And while there's a great push for vaccines in many cases there's still no definitive evidence that that effort Mm -hmm. is going to amount to anything and if you think of how many times i've been sick since i had covid with covid like illness again um it's not something that i see them wanting to put themselves their crews live nation who knows what that's going to look like afterwards the industry Um, I I mean, I don't want to sound tremendously depressing, but I think we will see one last show from the band. And when you think about something like the NBA, I know they're not the most popular people to talk about right now, um, but going into a bubble, I could see Kiss going into a bubble for a month. You know, no one gets in, no one gets out. Anyone who's going to be a part of one final show is going to be, you know, quarantined so that they could do one final show as a massive pay-per-view maybe so that everyone who has been yeah. cheated you know everyone who had a ticket it could easily be done that they're sent a you know a DVD a special one or to have a pay-per-view or some way to do a celebration without doing it in person so i think i think they have to start thinking about alternatives because there there's a lot of risk of going on the road and I think the biggest risk is the unknowns. 
And I, I don't think any band wants to put 10,000 people together and have anyone getting sick, or even worse, having those people go home and get other people sick. And that's probably one of the biggest concerns out of this all is that, yeah, I've survived it. I'm asymptomatic or I'm not going to get it. No, but you could give it to someone else. And who wants to wear a mask at a concert you know, or be looking out at a whole audience six feet apart, you know, socially distanced? It doesn't work. Um, so I don't know. I, I, I feel like it's done. And they, they're just looking for that exclamation to, to really do it. So someone's having a smoothie. <laughs> well, now that we're all in really happy places, uh, I think... I, I, I'm kind of with Julian that I'm going to be surprised if, if they go back out on a, on a tour proper to finish this thing out. I could see them doing something like Julian mentioned in a bubble, something like Metallica is doing this weekend um, to promote their, their second symphony. Speaking of symphonies, <laughs> Metallica's second symphony record. I could see them doing something like that uh, where Metallica is doing like these drive-in like, type performances they're, they're doing all these drive-in theaters throughout the country i could see them possibly trying to pull something like that off for a concert type of experience of of you know in a, a 2020 way so look at mr speed yeah look at what they're doing yeah rich you know and the, guy, the guys put together the 7980 amazing I mean, that is absolutely fantastic. And obviously they're doing it for a reason because of TV, uh, mm -hmm. Tribute Wars. But, you know, come on. It it can still be done. Metallica did that drive-in thing or is doing that drive-in. I'm not really this following it. So um, it's not beyond the realms of possibility to do something like that. But again, the logistics and the willingness may be, uh, again, we always kind of talk about it. We're not sure of all the blocking issues that KISS has as a business entity, but there sure seem to be an awful lot. Yeah, you know, the, the drive-in thing, uh, I said, you know, it might work. It might work. Um, you can just tell everyone that, you know, everyone gets a, a front row seat. Um, because they'll be in their cars in the front, you know, in their front seat. So you get a front row seat. Um, but I, yeah, it might work. I'd probably go see that if they did that. I would probably go. It'd be cool if they brought I'd like some of the totally some oh, flame, sure. you know, the the flash pots or you know the flames, put them outside the you know the screen, <laughs> just for extra effect. Send you one by mail to put in your front garden for while you're Fireworks watching. Show around the world. Fireworks show afterwards, yeah. Simultaneous flash pots in everyone's front garden. People are like, what the heck just happened? Yeah, so, yeah, it's, it's I, I don't know. I mean, Julian, yeah, you're on the one side where you think it's pretty much done. I, I still think it's going to. Um, I guess I'm an optimist kind of person, so I've always been that way. Um so I'm just feeling 2022, it's going to happen. That's just my feeling. Yeah. And look, let's hope Ken's right. You know, let, let's hope I, that right. let's, let's hope Ken's right. Let's hope that I want to be wrong. I want to be wrong. Yeah, for, sure, for sure. You know, let, let's hope things do come back to some sense of normalcy and we can have 
sporting events that we can attend and we can have concerts that we can go to and we you know maybe one day we can high five a stranger again who the hell knows so you know let, let's try to end this on a more positive note and that you know let, let's hope that that kiss is able to come back and, and do that final show that they never got to do 20 years ago when they did the farewell tour um we might have to wait a little bit for it but you know, I think we've we've all waited for Kiss to come back in the past. So um, anyway, so those are our thoughts on the farewell tour and kind of our, our state of state of the Kiss Army as well at the very end here. So look us up on the FAQ. Look us up on Facebook and YouTube and tell us what you tell us what you think not only about the state of Kiss right now, but talk about some good memories, too. Let's talk about, you know, your experiences at the farewell tour back in 2000, your last time seeing the original four members of kiss do you still have vivid memories of those days because you thought it was the last time because it was the last time you got to see your favorite lineup of the band you know tell us tell us about your experiences you know did did you high five a stranger did the stranger next to you throw up on you from drinking too much beer tell us about your kiss experiences julian's hiding so look us up on the FAQ message board. Look us up on Facebook. Look us up on YouTube. Feel free to comment. I love reading the comments about when people comment about the show. And I know you, everybody else that's a participant on the, on the podcast does as well. So anything else you gentlemen want to add before we wrap this up? I'll say one thing. Please Check do. out uh, the latest edition of the Lucas Rock and Roll podcast. Andy, mm. Bill, and I reconvened after an absence uh, to talk about Wasps. Still not black enough album that was released in 95, 96, depending on where you were in the world. Had a great time talking with the guys about that album. Looking forward to the next one, too. Ken, anything else? I'm, I'm done. Ken's done, <laughs> and we're going to root for Ken, Ken the optimist, that Ken's right. We're going to end it on a high note like that. So thanks for watching episode 318 of the KISS FAQ podcast. 19. He says 18 in the corner here. <laughs> See, I'm, I'm, I'm setting a precedence for being wrong. 320. <laughs> Who's counting anyway? Have a good one, KISS Army. Thank you for spending time listening to the KISS FAQ podcast today. All sales are final. There are no refunds. If you'd like, look us up on Facebook or come over to the KISS FAQ message board and discuss the topic we've broadcast today. Don't forget to rate us on iTunes, Spreaker, or wherever you've listened to the show. We hope you'll join us again.